We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All righty. Welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Talking about uh, have you had a miracle happen to you? Do you believe in uh, angels? Any near-death experiences? And this is uh, a continuation of the God show we did yesterday. Well, it's not really a continuation. It, that was kind of like the preamble, and now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Uh, let's get back to the calls. Tina in Wilson on WBEN. Hello. Hello, Tom. Um, I'll try to get through this without. Um, this happened 22 years ago. My daughter was babysitting a family in Wilson. My husband and I were out, you know, in a place in Wilson out for dinner. The power went out. He, it got so bad it was a storm and he it got so bad that he squeezed my hand so hard he broke four of my fingernails <laughs> and i said rick we we need to go now we need to go so anyway so we're coming home and we see a car on the side of the road it is a toyota forerunner which is what my daughter drove it is smashed the back end is off the road the front end is off the road. The only thing that's left are the two front seats. And I knew it was hers because she had these horrible cow cover things, cow hide covers. Right. And that was it. That was all that was there, just the two front seats. And so this lady runs out from her house and says, your daughter's in the hospital. It's all, she's fine. So we got to the hospital, and all that she had was a ton of glass shards, you know, cuts. Oh. How she survived that, I don't know. It was a tree that came down and just completely uh. split her car in half. Oh, I mean, one second <laughs> either way, and we're not having yes. this conversation. That That 100%. is... I mean, that that's how, um, just out of curiosity, how is your daughter doing um, psychologically uh, knowing? She is amazing. She, she, all she said to me when I got to the hospital was, mommy, mommy, you know, I'm fine. And so let's just say that we all started to go to church. <laughs> you know, that's what we did. So the lesson is don't go to church and you get a miracle. That's the lesson. <laughs> uh, 
And, and uh, how old is uh, – and I can't blame you. Oh, I mean, now she's being, 42, and she, she's awesome. Is, is she still picking out little pieces of glass every now and again? No, that happened because they they come to the surface. You know, they just come out. Oh, oh yeah, but what I'm saying is I, mean, I know people who've had, uh, like, shrapnel and other stuff embedded in their body, and over time yeah. it will work its way out. You know, you've seen it with slivers on a, a much lesser scale. Eventually they'll work themselves out. Of course, I can't wait. I bring the razor blade and antiseptic out. Uh, but that's just that's just the way I am. Uh, but what what an incredible what an incredible story! And uh, yes. to I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm freaking out because I can't imagine what it would have been like for you and your husband. You were already petrified of this Lake Ontario storm in Wilson. And then yes. you come across this wreck, and it turns out to be your daughter's vehicle. Was it on the? And I, I, I forget the name of the road. Is it? Is it that big long road that takes you right into Wilson? Yeah, into, uh, Maple. Downtown? <laughs> Maple wow. Road. Well, there's 425. Yeah, that's 425. That's 425. No, we live parallel to that. But the wow. the funny part of the story is we were also hosting a guy from the Porter Cup and he was sitting in the back seat and when we came upon my daughter's car my husband threw him out of the car so hard that he lost his shoe <laughs> and, and my wait, he's, like just get out get out wait, he, we have to he, go to the hospital he survived too oh god yeah yeah, it was, you know, the it's, whole story uh, is just, like, so bizarre, but... I mean, there's anyway, nothing um, you can... You can be uh, the safest driver in the world, but if you've got a tree coming down in your car, there's just yes. not a lot you can do. Um, there was nothing left of it but good two Lord. seats. With cow hover, with, with cowhide covers. With cowhide. Um, and the cows did not make out very well at the beginning anyway. Um, thank thank you. That's an, that's an amazing story. Thank you. I mean, that's like a miracle. It's like a near-death experience uh, all rolled up into one. Let's get to our next caller, Kathy in Kenmore on WBEN. Kathy, uh, you've got stories for us. Go right ahead. Yes. Um, boy, I could just fill your place. But um, what I'll do is I have four of them, but I will start with, just at least the one, there's two, they're equally huge. Um, one was about my mom. So um, I was witness to all of these. So my mom was a hardcore Christian. She was um, very sick. She had all kinds of vascular and heart problems. She had had an open heart surgery back when she was 38 years old in Mayo Clinic in Minnesota by Dr. Burnett, who was the guy who did all that kind of stuff. And she was seriously ill and had really bad circulation. Her veins never grew from when she was a child. So long story short, after all of these, she had four open heart surgeries, and it was a mess. Yeah. And eventually they were like, Miss, you know, we can't, you're going to, we have to amputate your legs because there was no circulation in her legs. And so all of this is documented. All right. Anything I'm going to tell you is absolutely documented. So, they, you know, she finally had to decide, well, you know, the day came that they were going to do the surgery and she finally had, they, they took her down to x-ray everything one more time and then left her in her room waiting 
for them to take her for these this amputation. And so she's laying there, and she's like, Lord, my body is your body. My legs are your legs. I'm going to serve you with or without them, whatever you want to do. And so now she was kind of at peace. The nurse came walking in, and my mom was waiting. And the nurse just looked at her. She goes, I'm, my mom says, I'm, well, okay, I'm ready. And the nurse just looked at her and said, well, we're canceling the surgery. So my mom was so surprised. She's like, why? She said, well, the x-rays came back that you have complete circulation in your legs. And they sent her home that afternoon. So that's number one. Whoa. Uh, did oh, yeah. they have, okay, what, what was, what, what did the doctors say? Did they say spontaneous remission? Yeah, well, no, because she didn't have cancer. She, she had a, a, a well-documented for her entire life circulation problem that was very severe. So her doctor, who had followed her for many, many years, had no explanation. He said, it is a miracle. It is not a medical miracle. It's a miracle. And that was it. Sent her home, never had another heart surgery, um, and lived a healthy life, went back to school, got her nursing degree, um, you know, huh. the whole shebang. So there's, that's completely documented. Then I'll give you another one since that one went so quick if you got a minute. Yeah. Um, so my husband and I, uh, my husband was uh, an associate pastor out in Barker for about six years. And um, we worked with the teenagers and young adults and their families. And there was a woman in our church who came to my husband and said, my, I think it was her cousin, is in the hospital. He's got cancer. They expect him to die any day. I'm concerned for his soul because he absolutely hates Jesus. He is just absolutely um, hot hate. So, but will you please go talk to him? So Rick said, yeah, sure, I'll go talk to him. So he goes to the hospital, and there is a guy on the deathbed. They expected him to die any day now. He had uh, really bad, very aggressive cancer that they just couldn't treat anymore. So my husband just looked at him and said, listen, I'm here because I'm concerned about your soul more than I am about your body. Well, don't you know, the guy listens to what uh, my husband had to say about how to get saved, who Jesus was, all of that. And so right there on his deathbed, he did the deathbed prayer. You know, well, Jesus, I'm a sinner, um, and I know that you came to save me. Please save me, basically, okay? So my husband leaves. The guy falls asleep. He leaves. The next day, the lady calls up and goes, you're not going to believe this. They're releasing him tomorrow. This is the guy who is on his deathbed who was he, my husband didn't pray, pray for him to be healed. Just uh, that was, you know, he prayed for him to be saved. And then the next day, and there are many people out in Barker who can attest to this because the guy Barker's small community. Um, and he was released the next day. The guy lived for a bunch of years. I'm telling you, church doors were open. He was there. And then wow, in the end, he just died from natural causes. So. That, that yeah. looks, that, I mean, how can anybody say that's not an amazing story? Um, my, my claim to fame, you're not going to like this one very much, but I made it real clear when I was in the hospital with uh, that uh, heart thing that, that did not want a minister, a preacher, or anybody coming anywhere near my room. And lo and behold, the first time he actually walked in and I get please leave, and he tried doing it again. And I was a lot less polite that time when I told him to get lost. You're not going to get said. I didn't think you're going to like that one, but that's that's just me. Um, I'm just curious as to why you would have that 
um, that type of feeling. Why? Yeah. Be- because uh, I, th- I think it's very presumptuous, uh, very presumptuous oh. of him to question my beliefs. Uh, I would never question his beliefs, so I had no I had no need for any uh, human intervention on a spiritual level, and I thought it was very oh. presumptuous for him to assume that I did. Um, that's that's ah. that's why I feel that way. Uh, th- oh, okay. Thank. I did not. I, it was an honest question. I just didn't know that. No, uh, I, it I just very common for um, you know pastoral staff to just simply you know make rounds and and peek in and, and everybody go, hey, you know I'm. Pastor so and so, and I would you like me to pray with you? That's super common, but it should be like usually when you sign the papers, there should be a spot in there that says, "No, I don't want anybody to visit me." Oh, like, I made it. Believe me, I made it abundantly clear, but some people oh. did not want to listen. Uh, thank, I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. I appreciate oh, hearing from you. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Keep these calls coming. Uh, this is this is really fascinating. I mean, the, the guy with the aggressive cancer who was discharged shortly after that. That sounds to me like a honest to God miracle, no pun intended. And uh, you know, just getting back to that other situation very briefly, I will mention that uh, for many years I have told you that the only prayer that I ever say is "Thy will be done," and that's all I said going into the surgery. I had no idea what was going to happen during the surgery. It was touch and go, but I was not going to change my beliefs out of some uh, possible last-minute convenience. Um, I'm very comfortable with my spiritual, uh, with my spirituality, and I wouldn't try to change yours, and I don't want anybody to try to change mine. Uh, Let's go to uh, Jill in Wales on WBEN. Jill, uh, you have a miracle for us? I do, and I actually, I called in uh, about this the last time you did this topic. Um, I actually, so... Let's go back 50 years. Um, I had anxiety since I was five years old. I'm 56 now. Um, And then somewhere in my early teens, I started, I came down with some kind of chronic illness. And it basically plagued me for over 40 years. I never got a diagnosis. Um, I went through many, many doctors, um, begging God for a diagnosis probably about a year and a half ago. I really started begging for a diagnosis. Um, I had all the symptoms of lupus, but I never had the positive blood work. You have to have positive anti-nuclear antibodies to be diagnosed, but I never had those. Did you have the butterfly rash? I did. I had all kinds of rashes. I had the butterfly rash, rashes all over my body, like every symptom of lupus I had. I just did not have the positive blood work. So after begging the Lord to give me a diagnosis, I ended up getting vertigo. um, I think it was February of 2021. So I ended up at a neurologist and he once again did the blood work because he thought the same thing did the blood and would you know the first time in decades i got positive uh ENAs. so i was diagnosed with lupus so um, the same month go ahead I, I i want you to finish this story but i've got to i've got to take a break but you know what my promise is i'm not going <laughs> to keep you on hold i'm not going to keep you on hold any longer than i have to but i got to put you on hold because um i've got business to attend to here but i like I said, I patience. I'm not a patient person on hold. I thank everybody for being so patient on hold, and I'm trying to talk as little as possible and let you guys talk as much as possible because that's to me what makes the show interesting. It isn't. It isn't your humble host.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yeah, very interesting selection. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hello, loves. Uh, we, you know, just a, a very, very quick aside, because I don't like keeping people on hold any longer than I need to keep you on hold. Your time is valuable. Um, but from my perspective, generally the week between Christmas and New Year's is hellish on a talk show host. It's like, okay, let me uh, talk about one thing for four hours and not take a single call because everybody's busy. This week, you guys have bailed me out every single day. Thank you. Of course, I'd like to think some of it has to do with the incredibly compelling topics. Uh, If you're just joining us, uh, this is, I guess, a sequel to yesterday's show where we talked about God. And what I'm asking you today is, have you ever experienced a miracle? And we've had some, I think, some really incredible medical miracles so far that have come up. Uh, We had an incredible, miraculous uh, uh, salvation from what should have been a double-fatal car crash in Wilson several years ago. Have you had a near-death experience? Anybody out there with a near-death experience? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe in angels? And um, I'm not talking about the things fluttering, flying around in the sky with wings. I'm talking about angels on Earth. Um... And I reminded you of the story about my mom trying to get my dad into the car, and she couldn't do it, and this lady came along from nowhere, got him into the car. By the time my mom turned around to thank her, she was gone. And that was rather perplexing to mom. And she's not easily perplexed. Uh, Excuse me. Let me get back to uh, Jill, I believe, in Wales. Is that correct, Tanner? Yes. Okay, back to uh, Jill in Wales on WBEN. So, uh, Jill, uh, you are in the middle of a story regarding lupus. Yes, 
So um, I received a lupus diagnosis after over 40 years of suffering. And when I say suffering, I mean, I call myself the walking dead back then because mm-hmm. I literally was the walking dead. I mean, I was so sick. I don't know how I survived. I really don't. Um, so anyway, I received the diagnosis. Well, that same week at church, um, my husband, along with some church friends of ours, prayed with me after church, prayed over me, I should say. I'm sorry, I'm going to try not to break down here, but... Um, so shortly after service, we went home, and that, that, all that week, I, I knew something was different, but I was kind of keeping mum. I, I could tell something was different. And my husband kept looking at me saying, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? You know, he kept asking me. I'm like, I feel good. Well, I knew almost immediately it, it was completely gone. I mean, I was a completely different person. Like, I, not only physically, but spiritually, I was pe- at, at peace that I can't even explain to you, joyful. Um, just, I had energy, like I never felt like this before as long as I could remember. And it's, I have a completely different life now. Like I'm not even the same person. It's, wow. it's hard to even explain. Well, uh, no, I, think doing, I think you're doing a fine <laughs> job explaining what you think you can't explain. I think I can feel yeah. it through the radio. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how different my life is right now. Um, I mean, I'm, it's been eight months now, and I feel fantastic. I don't even know how to, how to explain it, but I, Jesus saved me. That's all I can say. And you've had no flare-ups? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, just one quick question that I have to ask you. You started out by saying that you um, had anxiety, I believe, since the time you were yes. five years old. Um, uh, do you believe in some way that was connected to uh, uh, lupus, which is an autoimmune disease? I don't think so because I had the anxiety from as far back as I can remember, like when I was a little child. Um, and everybody around me, everybody who knows me knows I had anxiety. Um, I think it was a vicious cycle. I think yep. the, anxi- the lupus made the anxiety worse. So I, I think it was a vicious cycle. Um, Interesting. But no, I think they were separate from each other. Uh, sure. Well, uh, uh, one, would, one would think so. Well, Jill, I'm glad things worked out. Um, miracle, not miracle. I'll let everybody listening be the, <laughs> be the, judge, be the judge of that. Uh, Jill, thank you uh, very much. Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Speaking of anxiety, you know what we have to do a show on at some point, um, at least a couple of hours, social anxiety. Um, as I talk to people, I'm realizing that there are a lot of you out there with social anxiety. You, it's, it's hard to describe it unless you have it, but if you have it, you know, you have it. And there are so many people in this business who have social anxiety. I kid you not. You'd think that, oh, well, you know, they're on the radio every day or their names are mentioned every day. Um, And they have social anxiety. I'm sure there are guys on the Bills and the Sabres who, hey, they might be great hockey players and great football players, but socially they get very uptight and nervous when they're out. Um, And that's, tell you, that's that's, that's a bitch. But it's it's conquerable, really is conquerable. Two glasses of tequila, it's it's absolutely conquerable. Uh, here is, uh, I'm kidding, of course. <clears throat> uh, Pete in Lancaster, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Sir. 
What, what do you have for us? A, a, a miracle, a near-death experience, uh, a gut feeling? Because that also came up earlier on in the show. Um, because I'm a big believer in trusting your gut feeling and your intuition. Well, I got a couple quickies. One is uh, answer to prayer, and another one is kind of a spirit, spiritual intervention, I guess I'd call it. Uh, I used to run a, a bicycle shop, a family-owned bicycle shop, and this was 1989. And Excuse me, I'm out of breath. I was lifting weights. <laughs> uh, I ran into some financial problems, and this was like January, late January, and no one buys bicycles in January. And I'm praying over these bills that I got to pay. I'm saying, Lord, I need $500. I can't do it. So long story short, this is like maybe 11, 1130 in the morning, so... I found myself doing some stuff in the shop there to keep myself occupied. And around 4 o'clock rolls around, and I say, yeah, I'm going to close early. I usually open till 6. Guy walks in about 4 o'clock. This is January. There's snow on the ground. And he goes, yeah, I'm thinking of doing some bike riding this year in the summer. Just want to see what you got. And I'm showing him. He goes up to the most expensive bike I have in the shop. He says, I'll take that one. Said, well, <laughs> you want it now or in the spring? I'll take it now. And he, bought, and he bought a couple accessories. He bought, a, I think, a lock and water bottles. I don't remember. Long story short, the bill came up to $548. He paid, peeled off cash, took the bike. <laughs> wow. I just looked up. Thank you, Lord. What? And I just prayed in the morning with tears in my eyes. That, that's and, really that's really interesting, but but just so I'm clear, that covered what you had to pay. But I mean, obviously, you're not in business to break even. You're in business to make right. a profit. Please, please, please tell us you made a profit on the sale. Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean, it 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 put me in a situation where I, I was more comfortable and I could pay it off. You know, by the springtime and stuff. It was you know my. Um, my supplier and I think a gas bill or something. I don't remember what exactly, you know, what it came out to. So that got me out, out of the woods until spring. So that's, well, that's, a, that's all right. That's, that's number one. That's uh, I mean, that's kind of a, a, a quirky story. I mean, especially the part about walking up to the most expensive bike you had and then buying the yeah. accessories and then peeling off money from the roll in his pocket, which is uh, so, so OG. Okay. And what, what is the other thing? Uh, I'm, this was two summers ago. I'm driving down Sheridan. I'm going to Whole Foods. I go over there, buy some stuff. And it, this is late summer, like in August, late August. And, you know, when the sun is setting and it's like right in the roadway and you can't see. Oh, yeah. And anything in front of you so i'm driving down the road and i'm going 40 45 and, and i'm coming up on, the, on an intersection and is, it, is it light green is it red you know i'm trying to look under my visor and and you know get around the sun and stuff and i get that little intuitive voice in your head that said slow down so i just took my foot off the gas for about three four seconds i put my foot back on the gas and i'm looking again and go ah. 
there's no cars in front of me. I I think it's green. So I start going. The light was red. And I'm going 40, 45 miles an hour. And if you ever seen those figure eight stock car races where the one car misses the other one coming the other direction by two feet. Yep. Well, that's what happened to me. I missed the guy's back bumper by about a foot or two. And I'm thinking when I took my foot off the gas, it was just enough slow down for me to be timed just at that perfect. Because one of us would have T-boned each other if I kept at the speed I was going. Wow. Well, look, I think, you know, we all have, um, and it depends on the time of the year and obviously sunrise, sunset. There are some roads which are, we all, I think we've all had that experience where the sun is yeah. right in our eyes. And there legitimately are times you can't tell if it's red, yellow, or green. Yeah. Neither, I, and, no, and neither can anybody else. Uh, oh, I, I, as much as I might love the sun, Oh, driving into the sun. Oh, no, thank you. Um, Same thing to me on the 290 another time when I was coming back for, from work. It was literally right there in my eyes. I just I just pulled off the road because there could have been a semi in front of me. I can't see it. I just pulled off and waited 10 minutes till the sun got down, you know, above, below the horizon, and then I was fine. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and to, to illustrate how dangerous uh, it, it is, um, there was a, a state trooper who had a vehicle pulled over, and uh, tragically, a guy got on to the youngman, and it was a cloudless day. The sun was directly in his eye, and the trooper died in the line of duty, uh, being hit by the automobile. The driver did nothing wrong. There were no charges filed against the driver, um, but he literally could not see. Uh, because of the intensity of the sun right in the eyes, and um, obviously it's very dangerous. But you know we can't we can't outlaw the sun. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it, it was just a, a terrible story. Um, I thank I thank you very much. Uh, great call. Um, I, and you're out of the bike business, which is really too bad because that's booming right now. Yeah, I I know. Perfect right, timing. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> welcome to my world. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, 803-0930-STAR-930-1800-616-WBEN. Yeah, I have the worst timing of any human being out there. You think you've got bad timing? I've got you beat every time. Um, 803-0930-STAR-930-1800-616-WBEN. Had some great phone calls so far, and we're going to continue to take great phone calls as we start to forget about 2023 and look ahead to 2024. And uh, I'm sensing a Twilight Zone marathon in my weekend future. Uh, unless they show that one with that kid, Anthony, um, the evil little boy, um, that one, I can't watch that one because I get very violent feelings toward the little boy, and it's not healthy. Uh, talking about miracles, near-death experiences, um, and it's kind of a spur from yesterday's show we did on Do You Believe in God? So I'm just throwing all of the miraculous stuff and related uh, together into one um um, delicious masala. Uh, here is, uh, if you eat Indian food, I think you appreciated that. If you don't, you have no idea what I mean. Here's Denise in uh, Tonawanda. You're on WBEN. Hello. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. 
Um, my story goes back to 1983. I was 22 years old. We had just had our son, and uh, everything was going along well. A couple months old, he got his first set of those immunization shots. A few months later, he went back into the doctor, got the second set, and he had a what we thought was a reaction to it, and he was running a fever. Well, the fever got higher and higher. Nothing we did at home was making this fever break, mm. so they decided to put him into Children's Hospital to see what was happening. And at the time, they let you, um, they may still let you, they let me stay overnight in the chair next to him. So he was there day after day. The fever was getting, always staying high, over 100 to 103. He had other symptoms developing where they said his heart was enlarged, his red blood cell was out of whack, and they didn't know what was happening to him. They finally tell us, oh, we believe he has something called Kawasaki's disease, but they couldn't pinpoint exactly how that happened. So he's in there, and it's going on two to three weeks. They're questioning us about our Italian heritage because they're thinking the anemia is something associated with certain part of Sicily and so on. They were talking about blood transfusions. And my mother-in-law called up the White Sisters over on Dote Street for prayers because we didn't know when when this was going to turn around and get better. And then she got me a blessed scapular, and so I sat there day after day, night after night, saying the prayer on the scapular. And I always took care of him in the hospital and said, I'll change his diaper, I'll take care of things like that. So I'm sleeping in the chair one evening, this was three weeks in, and I hear a noise, and I assumed it was a nurse coming in to check on him. But when I opened my eyes, it was, for me, I believe, the Virgin Mary, because the veiled woman was over his crib, leaning over him, and after that, his uh, health condition started to improve. So for me, I believe the Blessed Mother showed up for my son. And he's 40 now, healthy as can be. Um, wow, that that's really interesting. And you, you, like, you definitely weren't dreaming. You definitely were awake and conscious during this particular uh, visitation. Oh yes, yes, definitely. It's a story I don't tell a lot because you know, if you know, people will say, "Oh yeah, sure." Well, I mean, I it, it, it happened. It, it, it happened to you. I, I mean, it, it, if, if that's yeah. what you say happened to you, uh, if people weren't there, how can they say it didn't happen to you? Um, it's, right. I mean, that's, look, it's, it's really interesting. But what I'm curious about is if they ever figured out what caused the fever. And I asked that question because you'd mentioned the immunizations, and I've talked about many times on the air. I don't do well with vaccines, and my doctor right. will not let me get the second shingles vaccine because the first one put my temperature up at a, to a point where I should have gone to the hospital, but I didn't. With this particular Kawasaki's disease, because I have, I mean, back in the day, you would have thought I would have been questioned thoroughly about where did you take the baby, where were you, or this or that, because things were so severe. Then it started coming out, and later on, and years later, that they were talking about things like it could be associated with you had your carpets cleaned, and you stirred up things that were in a carpeting. And now we were living in an apartment at the time, and we did get the carpets cleaned right before the baby was born, thinking we want to make sure everything's good. 
So I'm thinking, was it something in the carpeting? Did we do anything that disturbed his balance of things? Was it the immunization? Needless to say, I did not get the third set of the shots because there were three sets due for a baby at that time. I wouldn't let my son get the third one after this. And it took our treatment for this child until he was almost four years old. His blood was so thick, we had to give him crushed baby aspirin every couple hours to keep his blood thinner. And we knew that at the time we were risking Rye syndrome every time we had to give this baby the aspirin to thin his blood. Wow. But he's 40 years old. He's healthy. He's healthy as a horse. All's well that ends well. And I think a lot of us, uh, for the first time, heard of Kawasaki disease during COVID uh, because everybody was overly clean. And there was a right. spike in Kawasaki diagnoses, um, and then, you know, as far as as far, uh, as far as the vaccines, look, I am not an anti-vaxer. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm not, but I do believe there are some people who, for whatever reason, are very sensitive to vaccines, and right. I am I am right. definitely one of those people. I agree. Uh, I agree. I don't do flu shots. I don't do all these other shots. It's like if I feel healthy, I'm not going to keep putting chemicals in my body. (laughs) <laughs> well, I uh, basically, you know what? I'm I'm of the belief that uh, unless it's absolutely necessary, I'm not doing a vaccine. If I uh, right. if I am if I'm bitten by a wild coyote, I will go in and get a booster of my rabies shot. But I will be aware <laughs> of the side effects uh, this time or the possible side effects. Thank you uh, very much. Right. I uh, I appreciate I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, you guys are giving me great ideas for future shows. We should do a show on social anxiety, and we should also do a show on how do you react to vaccines. I mean, not not just the COVID vaccine, but all vaccines. Uh, are you as sensitive? Like, I'm extreme. For whatever reason, I'm just really sensitive to vaccines. Always have been. It is uh, 4.58 at News Radio. Never said I was normal. At News Radio 930, and I prove it every day. Uh, News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.